0: used to think that this was my town, what a stupid thing to think, I hear you biting off a brain now, I myself am on the brain, I used to want to be a real man, I don't know what that even means, now I just want you in my arms again, and we can search each other's dreams. What's up 3Bs, what's up Diamond Dogs, Diamond Hamsters, Diamond Gerbils, some of them are very athletic. This is Rhea Butcher. Most of Three Swings. Guess what? It's Three Swings. You're listening to it, and I am making it. Here we go. It's another week. Another conversation about baseball. This one's going to be a good one. Promise made, promise kept. I'm referring to LeBron James, not the other piece of garbage. Well, LeBron James is not a piece of garbage. Not the other person who is a piece of garbage. <laughs> um... This episode is going to be about, guess what? The U.S. Women's National Team. That's what we're going to get into in depth after I talk about eh, men's baseball up top for just a second. Also going to talk about myself for a minute. I, whoo boy, I'm going through a time. You probably know that. I mean, you know that. If you're the like, if you're a person who's like, what? I mean, honestly, congratulations, because you're doing a great job of staying off of social media. You're doing a great job of absorbing other people's emotions. You're doing a great job. So don't take that as like, ooh, I'm bad at this. You're not bad at anything. You're actually doing a great job. So kudos to you. Everybody else, you're also doing a great job. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to make anybody feel bad. That's kind of uh, not my job. I don't want to make anybody feel bad anymore. Even the people that you feel like I think should make feel bad, I don't want them to feel bad. You know why? Because... It's a waste of time. Do you know what's a waste of time? Making other people feel bad. Even if you think they deserve it. Because what is it doing? It's just putting more hate, more anger, more frustration out into the world. And if you are if you think somebody is deserving of this because they've been terrible or judgmental or assumptive or bigoted, honestly, you cating them back is doing the same thing. And I know this sounds nuts. I know it really does. I'm not dismissing anything. It's just that instead of putting hate out towards people that suck, what if we put love out towards people that don't? What if we did that? What if we did that? We are literally getting down to nothing right now. Everything, everything that has been terrible will always be terrible. It's just that the volume is turned up on this right now. It's turned up. I mean... It's always on. It's just that sometimes it's on mute. Sometimes it's on, like, level one. Right now, this shit's going to 11. So we have to take care of each other. We got to stop making each other feel bad for not nailing things. If people are trying, if people are legitimately trying, you got to give them a chance. You really do. You got to be kind. You really do. I know this sounds whatever. And I I mean, I don't even know what it sounds like. If you are resistant to what I'm saying, maybe take a minute with that. I was resistant to what I'm saying right now a while ago. So I don't, everything is on a continuum and you have to take everything with a grain of salt. What does that mean? I don't know. Why do we say that? I mean, is that a meal plan? I don't think so. Take everything with a grain of salt. I also think, you know, salt was expensive. It was like a thing that we didn't have a ton of access to. So maybe you have to take everything that you learn with something that you don't have a ton of access to that you can't afford. I don't know. <clears throat> I like to think about these sort of colloquialisms and, and where they come from and what they really mean and how much we don't really use them properly. That's one of my hobbies. Somebody asked me what my hobbies were the other day and I felt very spot. Mostly because like my whole life is about hobbies and making them into jobs. Might want to look at that. I'm trying to. So I am going through a time. This week in particular is very difficult for me. I'll just put it that way. But I've been doing something that I maybe haven't done my entire life. And so I talk about it because maybe I could help like, I don't know, one other person do this. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm a savior or anything. It's just that somebody put this out there for me to hear and take in and finally do maybe for the first time in my life. So maybe I can help somebody else that hasn't done it. Hardest thing I've ever done is be in pain and just have to deal with it. Just have to sit with it. It's really hard. Sometimes you think you're doing it and you're not. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you have to isolate yourself and not be around anybody else. Cause that's not healthy. But what you actually have to do is when you're in a spike, I'll say, uh, Sometimes people describe this as like feeling the sharp points. It's the moments when like you can actually feel it in your body, not going to something else, whether that's another person or your phone or television or a book or anything. That is when you find your alone time. And I have maybe never done that before in my life. I thought I did, but I never really did. I never really sat in it and allowed it to exist. And then in sitting with it, Some might say meditating around it. Allowing some distance between me and the thing and the thought and the feeling that is happening. I heard these things before, but I never really understood them until I took a series of steps that allowed me to see it. Maybe I'll go into detail on those steps someday. I don't want to do it right now. But I took a series of steps that allowed me to go, oh, oh, this is self-care. Yes, Putting on a face mask and watching Netflix is a form of self-care. I think that is what we tend to think of when we see the word self-care, at least I do. Or like, I don't know, buying yourself something that you like, and that can be totally fine. Or going on a walk or something. But it's actually the deeper thing of actually taking care of one's self. Because every time that you push that feeling out and you don't feel it and you like stamp your feet and you put it on someone else, or you export it into something, or you drink, or you do drugs, or something like that, or other things, you aren't actually processing what's happening for you. You're kicking it down the road, and it's going to happen later. You know, It's going to all catch up to you. Or maybe not. I mean, maybe it won't. There's a good chance it won't. But is that a life that you really want to live? Do you really want to live a life where nothing that hurts ever really hurts? Do you ever... Do you really want to live a life where nothing bad ever happens? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Because the bad makes the good all that much more good. And also, there is always good and bad. And there is always bad and good. Like, these things coexist. For, like, two or three years... Two years, I've been telling myself both things are true. And I've been telling myself that around politics. And right now... I kind of don't give a shit about politics because I literally don't have any more space in myself for it. I know what I think. I know what I believe. I am going to try to put kindness out there to hopefully get more people on board with that and not in like a hippie flowers in my hair BS kind of a way. Like I really mean it, but both things are true. Both things can exist at the same time. In fact, in the same, on the same molecular level, they can. And they do. So if they do, then remove yourself from feeling that one is more than the other. And simply put that in front of you and go, oh, there they are. Again, this is a baseball podcast, and that's why I spend eight minutes up top talking about semi-Buddhist philosophy. Anyway, uh, I watched um, some, some baseball over the weekend, which is something I haven't gotten to do in a minute. Um, I watched uh the Dodgers play the St. Louis Cardinals on Saturday with my friend Kalen, who you might probably not know from season one of Take My Wife. He was the first AD on that television show. He is a wonderful human being, a kind, kind soul. And I just gotta say that I have spent a lot of time recently um with men and specifically cis men and specifically. Straight for the most part, cis men, and um, I they they are all really helping me a lot in ways that they probably don't even understand, and it's just been really important, you know, it's been really important to be like seen by people and cared for by people that for so long I became like this monolith of anger that I was putting towards, and so I guess that's kind of why I was saying the things I was saying up top, like. Yes, they are a monolith, but those human beings, the human beings are not the monolith. The idea of those human beings is the monolith. And I think it's important to remove that out. And also like, hey, I've been kind of given the opportunity to be around a bunch of them that are nice and kind and trying to live good lives. And not in like the, oh, I'm woke and I'm a feminist kind of way. Just like, I'm trying to live a good life, (laughs) you know? and so. I don't know. It's just been, it's been really wonderful. And so I'm really grateful to all of those dudes that are in my life. And if you are a dude that's in my life and you're listening to this podcast, I definitely mean you. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, Also, if you're a dude that listens to this podcast and you like follow me, I probably mean you too. Cause like, I appreciate that. I might not know you and I might not see you, but I know you're around and like, it's cool, and I appreciate it. So I watched I watched uh, the Dodgers absolutely destroy the Cardinals on Saturday. It was very tough for my friend Kalen because he's a Cards fan. Um, difficult. So we spent most of that game just talking with each other, which was really great. Uh, and then on Sunday, I caught some of the, the <laughs> Adam Wainwright uh, shutdown, which was interesting to watch. And I got to say... Alex Rodriguez keeps making me agree with him. Um, Something that he mentioned was like how Wainwright kept coming in and he was like, you got to get your head out of the iPad. And he's absolutely right. I've said that so many times on this podcast. I won't super go into it, but I just think like, let Wainwright pitch until he can't. I mean, why not? You know, if he says he's good, let him do it. And I feel like, I don't know. Dave Roberts specifically doesn't do that. And it drives me bonkers. Um, And other coach, other managers, excuse me, other managers that do that. Uh, also drives me nuts. I also forgot to mention a moment ago when I was talking about those dudes, I just want to give a shout out to my baseball team, the Biscuits. We are now in first place, tied for first place, but still in first place. And I just shout out to everybody on that team. I love that team. I'm so happy to be part of a team and uh, such a great one too. We're having a lot of fun. Um, We don't get mad at each other. We make mistakes and then we make up for them. And it's really wonderful I like i I cherish this time in my life. see what I mean? I'm going through a really terrible time, but I'm also saying that I cherish this time in my life because I get to play on a baseball team i'm thirty six years old. I get to go play on a baseball team, and it makes me feel good. How wonderful is that? So then I watched the Dodgers also uh last night have like a pretty wild game against the Rockies, uh sorry Colorado fans, holy moly. Um, The NL West is super exciting, and so is the NL wildcard. I, I mean, Christian Yelich got a second cycle against the same team he got his first cycle against, the Cincinnati Reds. I believe he's only the third baseball player ever in the MLB to do so. Um, Just some bonkers baseball going on. Trevor Story out with a UCL injury, not great for Colorado. I am really sorry about that. I genuinely feel for fans of most teams. The only exempt ones are the Yankees. I guess I would leave it at that. <laughs> I was going to say the Cubs, but like I know a lot of people that are cool that like the Cubs. And like, I can't grind this axe forever. We'll see once this postseason's over. Then maybe I'll be able to stop grinding this axe. Anyways, uh, it's mostly just the Yankees. But hey, if you're a Yankee fan, you know that. And that's part of why you're a Yankee fan. So that's what's going on in men's baseball and in my baseball. What's in my baseball? All right. We got one ad this week. It's coming up right now. And then guess what? I'm going to talk about women's baseball for once. Be right back right after this. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. All right, guess what kind of underwear I'm wearing? That's right. You guessed it. Tomboy X, my favorite underwear on the planet. It feels good. It lasts forever. And it looks amazing, which is, I think, the most important part. So it is time. Yes, friends, it is time for you to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Your underwear should make you feel confident. Did you realize that? You didn't. It should should stop wearing underwear with more frills than function. Why is there, why is there a windshield wiper on your underwear? You don't need that. That's too frilly. That's not function. Or underwear that your mom got you to fem you up. You don't want to wear that anymore. You never wanted to. You don't want writing on your butt. Nobody wants that. Well, not nobody. Underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. That's what you need. You need Tomboy X. They make bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts, soft bras, Racerback bras in everyday basic colors, fun seasonal prints, and brilliant colors. All options come in extra small to 4X. So, regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. So go to TomboyX.com baseball and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Three Swings listeners get an extra 15% off with code BASEBALL. Again, code BASEBALL for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash baseball right now. All right, there it was. The ad for today. I told you I was going to do it, and now we're doing it. Bench coach Brett sent me a bunch of notes. He says he wishes he had another week. Guess what, Brett? There's another week from today. We could do two episodes. This past August. The USA Women's National Baseball Team, which is run by USA Baseball and is a member of the Pan-American Baseball Confederation, competed for the sixth time in the Women's Baseball World Cup. They lost in the bronze medal game 4-3 to to Canada. Previously, the U.S. has won the World Cup twice in 2004 and 2006 and taken silver twice in 2012 and 2014. The Women's Baseball World Cup, which is held every two years, has been dominated by Japan since 2008. Japan has won the last six World Cups. That's a lot of World Cups. I didn't get to watch all the games, but I did watch the bronze medal game, and I did watch the gold and silver medal game. And I gotta tell you, I'm still mad at that third base coach on the U.S. Women's National Team for holding the runner at third in extra innings, because the World Cup works on the same uh, rules as the Men's World Cup, which is that once you play a full game, in the Women's World Cup, it's seven innings. In the men's, it's nine. If you are tied, when you go into extra innings, you get a runner on first and second automatically, which is something that they're trying to add to Major League Baseball. And please don't do that. I don't, please don't, please don't do that. Please, please. I'm begging you. The game is fine. You're just choking out fans. That's it. You're just, anyway. So we get runners on. And then I'm pretty sure that Anna Kimbrell bunts to move them over. And then there's a fly ball to shallow left and he holds the runner on third. You have two outs to give. Hold the runner on second. At least give the runner on third. Get them off the bag. She could have scored and the game would have been over. It was really bad strategy to hold her on. It was very clear that they were not going to catch that ball. He should have sent her. It is... I am still upset about it. I'm sure that some of them are too. I... Come on. You had two outs to give. Hold the runner on second. Do you think that they're going to be able to make a throw from the foul line at third, accurately to first, when somebody's trying to score? It also wouldn't have mattered... Because she would have scored, and that only would have been the second out. And if she would have run on it, and they threw her out at third, again, you only have two outs. <laughs> you still would have been safe. Why did you hold the runner at third? You would have won the game. It was for the game. Now, I spent a lot of time up top saying how much I love men. And I'm not going to scapegoat this guy, but come on. He was also a man. Like, that sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks that a man kept a woman from winning the game. Do you know what I mean? And I hope men can hear me on this. You know what I mean? He made a mistake. That dude made a mistake. And he didn't make a mistake because he's a man. He made a mistake because he made a mistake. But it's also just like extra sucky because he happened to be a man. Keeping this woman from winning the game. And then Canada came back and won the game. And then Japan just totally dominated. And Taiwan was like clearly happy to be there, and it was really uh, wonderful to watch that game. So, despite all the stats that I just told you about, uh, in terms of uh, Japan being completely dominant and winning the last six World Cups, and the amount of games that uh, women have played baseball in for the World Cup, despite this, the Wikipedia page for the U.S. Women's National Baseball Team is basically non-existent. It has half as much content as the Wikipedia page for Max Muncie, and a quarter as much as the page for Josh Donaldson. Interesting, isn't it? That also happens to be the reason why I'm spending this episode talking about them, specifically Josh Donaldson. I spent more oxygen on Josh Donaldson's, the specifics of his trade, not even anything else, than I, then I could on the, the games of the women's because I am not a sports person. So, and, I, but this is specific to Wikipedia because I have been sharing articles written by people about about the tournament, about the teams, about baseball for all, all of it. I have been sharing that. So I'm not saying no one's writing about it, but this specific thing, the Wikipedia doesn't exist. Is there anybody listening to this podcast that might want to add to that Wikipedia page? Please let me know if you are that hero and I will give you the shout out, I give you a shout out on the next episode of this podcast. Please. I'm sure that you're out there. I wish it could be me, but I can't. I don't have to give you a reason. I just can't. <laughs> so the best online resources for info are usabaseball.com and the team's Twitter feed at @usabaseballwnt. Now, give both of those a follow. I'm pretty sure there's an Instagram also. Now we're going to get into some player info. What do you think about that, Three Swings listeners? I think it sounds uh, pretty good. Megan Baltzell and Maggie Maidliger were both named to the 2018 World Cup All-World Team. Megan Baltzell hit the most home runs and RBI of any player in the World Cup. Baltzell is a left-handed catcher who played college softball at Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. Big South Conference. Baltzell is the Big South career leader in slugging percentage and walks despite only playing three seasons she is also one of nine ncaa division one softball players to hit a career 400 average with at least 200 rbi 50 home runs and an 800 slugging percentage when she joined the women's national team baltzel was able to return to her first love baseball until she was 13 baltzel was all about baseball playing with and against boys she had known for years. Oh yeah, she says, I was by far one of the best players on all of my baseball teams. That's right. But as she approached high school in Stafford, Virginia, Baltzell ran into a baseball wall. Girls, she says, were channeled into softball. The baseball door closed. It was definitely sad because all the boys I grew up with and played with my whole life, I had to leave them behind and start this new sport, she recalls. Yet Baltzell thrived. At Mountain View High, she was a two-year softball co-captain and team MVP. While she also played basketball and volleyball, she knew softball could take her places. Softball was an opportunity for me to get a free education, get a scholarship, she says. That's when my mental drive triggered. Hey, softball is where I need to be right now, and if I need to come back to baseball, I will. And she sure did. Great job, Megan. Meggie Medlinger is a right-handed pitcher. While attending Dominion High School in Sterling, Virginia, she became the first female player in the state's history to pitch a perfect men's varsity baseball game with a 10-0 victory over rival high school Briar Woods. This was in 2006. It happened two years after she became the first female in state history to win a men's varsity baseball game. While still in high school, Medlinger was recruited to play for the East Coast Yankees. She has also played for the New England Women's Red Sox and the Chicago Pioneers. Isla Borders and Stacey Piagno also highlighted the U.S. team's formidable, formidable pitching staff. Borders has achieved several milestones at the collegiate and professional levels, including being the first woman to earn a scholarship for men's baseball when she joined Southern California College in 1994 and being the first female player to start in a men's professional game in 1998 when she pitched for the Duluth Superior Dukes of Duluth, Minnesota. Isla Borders also has a wonderful book, and the name is escaping me right now, but check out Isla Borders' book. I'm sorry about it, but you have Google. Look up Isla Borders' book. You'll find it. Uh, let's see. Okay. On July 16th, 2017, Piagno became just the third female pitcher along with Borders and Japanese player Ari Yoshida to pitch a winning game in a men's professional league since Mamie Peanut Johnson pitched in the Negro Leagues in the 1950s. Piagno pitched the Sonoma Stompers to a win over the Pittsburgh Diamonds. This is in the Pacific Association. Shout out to Stacy Piagno. The 2018 World Cup team also featured veteran leadership from from outfielder Tamara Holmes and infielder Malika Underwood. Holmes and Underwood both played on the 2006 team that took home gold. The 2018 Cup marked Underwood's ninth time competing for the national team, extending her streak of most appearances on the roster for both men and women. Underwood has made every roster since joining the team in 2006. Holmes is a prolific power hitter. In 1996, as a member of the Colorado Silver Bullets, she famously hit a grand slam in a game against men's professional team the Atlanta Mustangs, a game that the Silver Bullets won, 14-11. T- to 11. You can find the complete roster on usabaseball.com, and I am going to give a shout-out to a couple more of the players. I'm actually going to just read you the roster. We've got Megan Baltzell. She's a utility left-handed pitcher. Bats left, throws left. Michelle Cobb, infielder, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Samantha Cobb, outfielder, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Laura Collins, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Shelby Estacado. Infielder, outfielder. Throws right, bats right. Amanda Gianna Leone, I'm sorry, infielder. She throws right and bats right. Brittany Gomez, outfielder. Bats left, throws right. Great job, Brittany. Jade Gartarez, number 15. I don't have favorites, but if I did, Jade is probably mine. Because number 15's Unite. She had some really great games and it was a lot of fun to watch her play. She's an infielder and right-handed pitcher. She throws right, bats right. AJ Hamilton, catcher and outfielder. Bats right, throws right. Alex Hugo, infielder, outfielder. Bats right, throws right. Anna Kimbrell, catcher. Bats right, throws right. Shout out to Anna Kimbrell and Jade. They're both products of baseball for all. So shout out to them. Anna Kimbrell just solid. Hopefully really want to interview that person for this podcast. Kylie Lawners is an infielder who bats right, throws right. Ashton Lanzell is an infielder and a right-handed pitcher and she bats right and throws right. Also, another product of Baseball for All. So shout out to Ashton with some solid heads up base running. Just a lot of fun to watch that kid play baseball. That's right, Ashton I said kid, I'm older than you. <laughs> It's, I mean it in a nice way. We got Maggie Meldinger, right-handed pitcher and infielder. Bats right, throws right. Stacy Piagno, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Brittany Shoot, we got a right-handed pitcher and an infielder in Brittany and she bats left, throws right. a girl, Brittany. Marty Cimentelli, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Emily Sujikawa, right-handed pitcher. Bats right, throws right. Malika Underwood, infielder. Bats right, right. Throws right. And then we got Kelsey Whitmore, outfielder, right-handed pitcher. Bats right. Throws right. And that is your USA National Team 2018. Thank you for listening to Three Swings this week. I will have more on the U.S. Women's National Team. We will keep talking about them. It will happen. And then we will get into the postseason and I will also talk about the postseason. It's going to be exciting. Not sure what's going to happen, but we're going to find out. So keep sticking with me. And if you can, give us a follow at three swingspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Give me a follow at Rhea Butcher, R-H-E-A-B-U-T-C-H-E-R. If you haven't followed me, what are you doing? Also, probably protecting your mental health. Give Forever Dog a follow. They're on Twitter and Instagram also. They're always posting all kinds of stuff. Um, give us a listen through whatever your listening device is. Tell a friend about the show. Tell them what you like about the show. Tell them what you don't like about the show so that they're prepared for what they might not also like because you're friends. You might have similar interests. If you can, give us a review. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever else you listen to stuff. There's an RSS feed over at foreverdog.com. So please do all those things if you can. I would really, really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. And as always, if you liked it, you liked it. (laughs)